Good morning, wet shavers, coffee lovers, and podcast listeners everywhere. It's Mark with GeorgeTune.com. It's time for another second cup. So grab a cup of coffee, kick back, relax, put in your earbuds, adjust your speaker volume, and let's talk some wet shaving and a few other things in podcast form. What is Second Cup? Well, Second Cup is a podcast that will give you some additional information that didn't make the Monday morning mailbag deadline. This might be something that is time sensitive. For instance, a sale that could be ending before the next three MB airs, or a piece of late breaking information that viewers have passed along that is equally time sensitive, or something else regarding the wet shaving world that needs to be broadcast in a timely fashion. And we'll also have some time to chit chat and discuss some other things like coffee, movies, streaming shows, books, that sort of thing. So thanks for tuning in to Second Cup, and I hope you subscribe to the podcast, where you can also find episodes of the Monday Morning Mailbag in podcast form. I hope you're enjoying a cup of coffee with me. We'll get the show underway in just a moment. Thanks for joining me. Well, good morning and welcome to the January 8th, 2024 episode of Second Cup. How are you this morning? How's 2024 going for you so far? I hope you had a great holiday season. I hope you're enjoying a cup of coffee with me. I have got my Dunkin' Donuts coffee mug again this morning, and uh, I happen to find in the pantry a brand new container right here, (laughs) 45 ounces of uh, Dunkin' Donuts Original Blend Medium Roast Coffee. Uh, you can make 150 servings with this uh, <laughs> with this container of coffee here. And, uh, you know, I, I I cracked it open this morning, like, just like that. And, oh, my gosh, you know, I peeled back that, that plastic seal and opened it up, and that aroma was just wonderful. And, again, I just opened it up just now, and it just hits you. It's just a fantastic, fantastic aroma. So this is Duncan Original Blend Medium Roast Ground Coffee. Uh, really terrific. I'm using it in my Dunkin' Donuts coffee mug. Thanks again to Douglas Thompson for the mug. And uh, just a great morning to be with you. Thanks so much for tuning in. Again, how is your 2024 going? Did you did you get any new wet shaving gear? Did you get any Christmas cash to get any, to get any new wet shaving gear? I'm curious about that because I got a message from viewer Tim Whitcup that he did get some Christmas cash. And he decided to buy a couple of new razors. And he wrote, hey, Mark, I was going to buy the Doc razor from Phoenix Shaving with some Christmas money. They have been out of that razor and many others for some time. And every time I ask them, they say next week. So I decided I would get the Razor Rock Slock and the old type. Not sure if you have either one of these, but I'll let you know. Razor Rock has a lot of low price soaps and brushes also. And uh, I asked him where he purchased this because you can either go to a Razor Rock website and buy their razors or you can buy their razors through Italian Barber. And uh, Tim said, I bought it off the Razor Rock website, but it actually was billed through Italian Barber. Uh, I saw your video on the old type. Yeah, I happen to go back and check that video and I'm holding the old type razor right here. And uh, yeah, it's a nice razor. It is a, it's a zinc alloy uh, plated uh, razor head. 
but it is a stainless steel handle. It's really a nice, nice razor. And the reason why I bought this razor, and this goes back about, about five years when I was just starting out my wet shaving journey, I, had, I happened to come across, or I happened to find in my uh, late father's uh, wet shaving gear, uh, my grandfather's Gillette Old Type razor. And the handle doesn't have any cracks in it. And uh, if you recall any of our discussion regarding the Old Type razors, the vintage Gillette old-type razors, that many of them have uh, either um, large cracks or hairline cracks in the handles. And that's from torquing down the handle on the uh, uh, the base plate and the cap. These are three-piece razors. Because those blades back in the day, I'm, I'm assuming here this is the reason why, the blades were a little thicker. They're, they were not as thin and it did not bend as easily as what we have uh, today. And I think just that constant torquing down of that, that handle to get that blade seated and in place in the uh, razor head resulted in a lot of stress on that handle, resulting in some hairline cracks. So the one I have does not have any hairline cracks or any cracks of any kind. And I just want to use it on special occasions. And uh, that's why I bought the uh, Razor Rock Old Type from the, G- from the Italian Barber uh, website. And it's a terrific razor. It was very, very affordable, less than $20 at the time, as I recall. Maybe it was $16, $17. Can't remember, but a really, really terrific, terrific razor. So Tim uh, bought an old-type razor. He also bought a slock razor. Now, slock, what is a slock razor? Uh, a slock razor is an acronym for self-lubricating open comb. Now, I I got this information from Italian Barber uh, web, from the Italian Barber website itself. So let me just read it to you here. What is a Razor Rock SLOC? S-L-O-C. SLOC, S-L-O-C, is an acronym for self-lubricating open comb. The Razor Rock SLOC is based on the 1940s vintage razor called the Grand Shave King Self-Lubricating Razor. What makes the slock different is the open comb teeth on both the top cap and the base plate. The design helps to trap extra shaving lather in the teeth, providing extra lubrication and glide on each stroke of the razor. Some people even call it the ultimate blade buffing razor because you can go over the same spot several times with less chance of irritation. Uh, and of course, it uses standard uh, DE razor blades. Uh, and uh, the razor head is chrome-plated zinc alloy, just like the old type, and it has a polished CNC-machined 316L stainless steel handle. And uh, again, you can pick from uh, four different types of uh, razor handles that they have there, and uh, as uh, Tim mentioned, uh, he chose the bulldog handle on both of his razors. Uh, but you can choose from four different handle types. Now, a really terrific, terrific uh, razor to purchase to kind of experience those vintage shaves of yesteryear through the Razor Rock Old Type and also the Razor Rock Slock. Now, I happen to have uh, both the Dock Razor from Phoenix Shaving, which is uh, their version of the Slock Razor, and it's very, very good, and it's very, very efficient, and I'm looking at it right here. And it does have the open comb on both the cap and the base plate. And uh, it has a stainless steel handle. Very, very nice. And I also happen to have right here one of these vintage self-lubricating open, double open comb razors from the uh, 
1940s from that company. And uh, it says right here on the cap, self-lubricating. And it has a Made in USA stamp there with a patent number that I can't quite make out right now. But uh, this particular razor has an aluminum handle with what I believe to be, um, I, I think it's some sort of metal base plate. I don't know, base plate and cap. I'm not sure what the material is. I'll have to look that up again. But I'm pretty sure that the, the, the handle is aluminum, as I recall. Yeah, it feels like feels lightweight. I'm pretty sure it's aluminum. I'm just going to reattach it here again. Now, if you go back to my early reviews, the first time I used this vintage Slock razor, I got a lot of irritation. <laughs> I think I used it incorrectly. Uh, I thought that it was going to give me a lot of lubrication uh, when using it. And I started shaving over areas that did not have any lather protection left, thinking that there was going to be enough in the razor head. And I think, uh, I think I was in error. I think there was operator error on my part. So when I use these razors, I use them as I would any other uh, DE razor. Uh, I don't uh, regard them as having a, any more extra lubrication in the razor head as any other DE razor. I rely on the residual slickness of whatever shave cream I'm using to determine whether or not I can do a little bit of buffing. Now, if there is something left in those razor heads, well, that's great. Uh, and, you know, maybe maybe it does work for me and I'm I'm not aware of it. But I use these razors, whether it be the Phoenix Shaving Ascension double open comb razors or the Doc razor or this vintage Slock razor that I have here. I use them as I would any other DE razor. And um, I tend not to do uh, a lot of buffing, a lot of buffing. Uh, and if I am going to do a little extra buffing, I make sure to grab that brush and shave cream and lay down a little bit of shave cream so I have a little bit of protection there uh, so I avoid any excess irritation. I understand the idea of a slock razor, and perhaps for many wet shavers out there, it does work. Uh, I think, uh, I, I, but I think for the most part, the idea is, is, um, is a good one. I think that it does have that kind of utility. It does collect that shaving lather in the shaving head, and it will give you that extra slickness. Uh, however, um, I think I anticipated uh, far more than what the razor head delivers. Let me put it to you that way. So that's why I use it as I would any other uh, double-edge safety razor. Now, having said that, I love them all. <laughs> I absolutely love using the, the Phoenix Ascension double open comb razors. I like the dock razor. I like this vintage razor. And after understanding that I should just use it like any other double-edge razor, uh, I came back to it and I really, really enjoy my shaves. And uh, again, the, uh, the extra buffing that I do here and there, uh, I just rely on whatever residual slickness I have uh, from, the, uh, from the lather on my skin. And yeah, there are some times when in using some of these double open comb razors, yeah, you know what, there is that little bit of extra residual shave cream in the head, but uh, I don't regard it enough to really you know, buff, 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 buff over and over and over and over and over again because I think that's, I think that's where my mistake was. Uh, I, I, I thought that there was more lather in that razor head than there really is. There is some there, but I think that I, I anticipated far too much uh, 
Uh, I let me. I was in error. I thought there was far more in the razor head than there actually is. Let me put it to you that way. But they're great razors, and if you're looking for a, a really nice shaving experience, uh, yeah, try any of these uh, these razors that are an homage to the vintage Slock razor, or you know, get get one of the vintage ones online because it, they are terrific razors. I enjoy using them. I just use them as I would any other DE razor out there, and uh, they really perform well. And since taking that approach, I have not had any irritation with any of these razors at all. Uh, again, I just make sure I have the proper protection and lather on the skin, make sure that that residual lather is on my skin, and maybe pick up a little extra from the razor head, but uh, don't think that there's a heap of <laughs> a heap of lather in the razor head because there really isn't. And I think that's where I made my mistake. I, I thought that there was more in the razor head than there actually is. So that's just a little bit of background on the... Uh, on the slock razor and the old type razor. Tim, let us know how, how those work out for you. Really am interested in hearing about those. And if uh, any of you out there have either the old type or the slock or any version of a slock, please uh, comment. Uh, comment in the comment section and let us know uh, about those razors or drop me a line at mondaymailbag at gmail.com and I'll share your comments with all the viewers and listeners out there. Well, we got a great show for you this morning. Thanks so much for tuning in. Let's pay a few bills and we'll get the show underway. Now, just to give you a little more detail on our discussion uh, regarding the slock razors, I just wanted to add that uh, when I used these slock razors, I was still relatively new into my wet shaving journey. I had been wet shaving a while, but I was still learning uh, how to make a proper lather, still refining my uh, technique with a safety razor, and I didn't fully understand the limitations and advantages of a slock razor head. Uh, I was still new to the process, so I was still learning. And you know what? I'm still learning. Uh, and that's why I appreciate all the viewers and listeners out there, because I learn from all of you every single day, every single week, month, and year. Uh, the information that you provide to this channel and all the other listeners and viewers out there is absolutely invaluable. So thank you for sharing all of your knowledge and all of your information regarding the traditional wet shave. I've learned a lot, and I'm sure that all the viewers and listeners out there have learned a lot as well. So I just wanted to add that, that you know what, this was early on in my wet shaving journey. And uh, again, I didn't fully understand the limitations and advantages of uh, the slock razor head, and I was still refining my technique. Which brings me to the following question from a viewer that was left in the comments section of a video review I did. Now, in that video review, I was using the uh, Timeless Razor stainless steel uh, razor with the uh, base plate that has a straight bar and also a 0.68 millimeter blade gap. A wonderful, wonderful razor. And the folks uh, at Timeless Razor on their website regard this as a mild razor, but it still is a 0.68 millimeter blade gap. Now, the question from viewer J Merchant PhD was the following. Is this razor, meaning the stainless steel razor from Timeless Razor with the straight bar and the 0.68 millimeter blade gap, is this razor suitable for a novice wet shaver? Now, that's the word that I keyed in on, novice. Novice meaning, well, here's a definition of novice. 
a person new to or inexperienced in a field or situation. That means a completely new wet shaver. That's what I took it to mean. Someone who's never held a safety razor in their hand. Now, here's the answer that I provided Jay. I said, Jay, I'd say that the 0.68 blade gap might be a bit much for a new wet shaver, depending on beard type. A better starting point would be the timeless close comb bronze razor with a 0.38 millimeter blade gap. A milder razor and better for a beginner. Their slim razor has a 0.5 millimeter blade gap, which is also one that would work quite well for a beginner. The great thing is all their components are interchangeable. So if you wanted to upgrade your shave, all you need to do is buy the slightly more aggressive base plate. Hope that helps. Happy New Year. And you know what? In looking at that answer, I think that is really a good approach for someone who is new to the wet shave, has never used a safety razor before, and wants to uh, purchase a, a razor from Timeless Razor uh, and have a lifetime razor, have a razor that can be handed down to generations to come. Uh, and I would say that the recommendations that I made in the bronze razor and also in the slim razor uh, are, are good ones. I think the I think that the stainless steel razor that I used in that video with the 0.68 millimeter blade gap is a good mild is a good mild razor, but again, it might be a little too much for a novice. That is for someone who is new to the wet shave, has never used a safety razor before at all. My rule of thumb would be go milder, go milder. I think that's why so many wet shavers early on love the Mercur 34C because it is a very mild razor. It has a narrower angle of approach, which means you can refine your technique a little bit. But if you're off on that angle, you don't get as much efficiency as you should, which is why it's a very good razor to uh, learn proper technique. But the 34C is very, very mild. You would be hard-pressed to nick yourself with that. So in the same way, uh, the timeless razors that I would recommend for uh, a beginner wet shaver would be the bronze razor with the straight bar and the 0.38 millimeter blade gap, followed by the slim razor with the 0.5 millimeter blade gap. You can get that in stainless or in titanium. And the one I forgot to mention uh, that I'd like to mention now is the timeless aluminum razor. And that has a 0.45 millimeter blade gap. Boy, that's a great razor. And that comes in at a really nice price point of about 50 bucks, as I recall. And I think for an extra 20, you can get a razor stand with it. You know what? Let me check. Let me check. Hang on one minute. Yes, I'm correct. I'm looking at their product page right now. Uh, their aluminum razor is the ALSB 45. I'm assuming that's aluminum straight bar. ALSB 45 aluminum double edge safety razor. It is $49, and uh, if you add the stand, it's $20. So for $69, you have an absolutely spectacular razor from the folks at uh, Timeless Razor. It is wonderful. Uh, if you saw my on-the-road review where I was dog-sitting for my brother Tom and uh, sister-in-law Lori, his wife Lori, uh, I was uh, dog sitting <laughs> for uh, Cinder and Rue. Uh, I used 
the aluminum razor. I put that into my dop kit when I uh, spent the weekend there. And uh, this I had a great shave with that razor. Absolutely wonderful. So I love this aluminum razor. It really is very, very good. I like it a lot. And uh, you know what? I think I'm going to do another head shave with it here coming up. Uh, it really is a terrific razor. So those are the three razors I would recommend for a novice, a beginner, someone who has never, ever wet shaved before. They're going to be holding a safety razor in their hand for the very, very first time. And you want to make sure it's a razor that they're going to have for the rest of their lives and hand down to their son, their grandson, their great-grandson, that sort of thing. It would be the timeless brown razor with the straight bar base plate and the 0.38 millimeter uh, blade gap, or the uh, timeless razor slim razor with the 0.5 millimeter blade gap straight bar that would that's available in either titanium or stainless, or their aluminum straight bar razor with a 0.5 millimeter blade gap. Uh, again, another wonderful, mild, efficient razor. Lightweight too, so it's a little more maneuverable in the hand and a good transitional razor if you're coming over from a lightweight cartridge razor. So that's another really nice feature or quality of the aluminum razor. It's lighter weight, it's, it's uh, maneuverability, that sort of thing that will work very, very well for a beginner wet shaver. Now, again, the great thing about the Timeless Razor is the interchangeability of all their caps, base plates, and handles. So if you do purchase, uh, let's say, the Stainless Steel Slim with a uh, 0.5 millimeter base plate, and you want something a little more aggressive, a little more efficient down the road, you can then just pick up their 0.68 millimeter straight bar base plate and plug it in, and now you've got a razor with a little more efficiency. So uh, I think it's a very, very good system and a very, very good razor to get for a novice wet shaver. Again, my advice would be start milder and then work up to something a little more efficient uh, down the road. Now, again, let me qualify these comments because I am a fair-skinned individual. My skin borders on the... Um, on the sensitive side, I wouldn't say I'm sensitive, but it kind of borders on that side. I mean, you've seen me. I'm a, I'm a blonde-haired, blue-eyed kid. So uh, I, uh, when I was a teenager, I had that baby face. So uh, a razor for me would have been uh, the 0.38 millimeter blade gap on that bronze razor or the 0.5 millimeter blade gap on the aluminum razor. I certainly wouldn't have jumped into the deep end of the pool. It's something that is 0.68 or higher than that. I think it would have been too much for me. So I am imagining a novice, first-time, new wet shaver to be, to be someone that does not have that demanding of a beer type. Now, if the individual is someone who has a much more demanding beer type, then yes, maybe the 0.68 millimeter blade gap will work for them. Uh, and if... If you were to uh, buy that razor uh, for a new wet shaver and found that it would be maybe a little too much, well, guess what? You can always get a, uh, a base plate that uh, goes in the other direction. You get you can get a base plate with a 0.5 millimeter blade gap and you know bring that aggression down a little bit so where it's a little more agreeable. So uh, you know it works both ways. That's why I really really like the Timeless Razor. 
They are very, very well made, precisely made, beautifully CNC machined, EDM machined. They are just absolutely beautiful works of art. They are generational razors that will last a lifetime and be handed down to generations yet to come. That's why they are such terrific, terrific razors. They, they really deliver wonderful, wonderful smooth shaves. And you can uh, build your own razor uh, with whatever handle, cap, or base plate you want. Customize it to your heart's content. And uh, again, down the road, if you want to change it up, either at, at level of aggression, you can get a milder base plate or you can get uh, a more aggressive base plate, uh, both straight bar and open comb. So it really is a terrific, terrific razor. It's a terrific, terrific system. And I will have uh, links below where you can check out all of their uh, razor offerings. And of course, their shaving brush. We've talked about their shaving brushes. That shaving brush is absolutely fantastic. You can interchange uh, any kind of uh, brush knot from 20 millimeters all the way up to 28 millimeters. Yeah, I love their shaving brush. Absolutely fantastic. So they've got a lot of great stuff up there at the Timeless Razor website from uh, razors to shaving bowls, shaving soaps, shaving brushes, shaving brush knots. Uh, they've got everything covered. So if you're going to uh, uh, consider getting something for a novice wet shaver, Timeless Razor will have you covered. You can get everything up there for them uh, from a razor to a shaving brush to a shaving bowl to get them, and even a shaving soap to get them started. So, uh, yeah, I highly recommend them. I really, really love their razors. And uh, their milder razors, for me, are, are perfect for both face shaves and head shaves. When I do a head shave, I like to use milder razors. And certainly the bronze razor, the slim razor, and the aluminum razor that I have mentioned uh, have all given me great, great head shaves. And uh, I absolutely love their product lineup. So, um, Again, that's kind of it in a nutshell <laughs> with a little more detail <laughs> and, uh, and a little more uh, involved answer. I just wanted to clarify a few things. So uh, Jay Merchant, PhD, I hope that gives you some further information so that you can make an informed decision. Thanks very, very much for the question. Really do appreciate it. Now, in keeping with the theme of novice wet shavers, beginner wet shavers, new wet shavers, uh, that sort of thing, I received this comment in the comment section of the video review I did on Bunda Beard's Shark Dive Shave Soap and Aftershave Balm. A couple of terrific, terrific products. Really, really like their glycerin soap base, and I really enjoy using their Aftershave Balm. Uh, and this comment was left uh, by the folks from Boonda Beard themselves. Uh, and they wrote, Hey, Mark, thanks for taking the time and making the effort to review our stuff. Nothing makes us happier than folks enjoying our products. Thanks for highlighting what this soap is about. We really tried our best to get the best glycerin base for this range. We have found most new customers start with the cheaper soaps and products, and we certainly do not want them to have anything but a good introduction to wet shaving. Its second purpose is to keep guys who are low on cash in the suds. Affordability is this soap's primary mission. Boy, this is a great approach. This is why I'm pointing it out. If you are new to the wet shave and you want a really good performing yet affordable shave soap and balm, 
uh, Beard is a really, really good product line, a great artisan to look at because their stuff is really very, very affordably priced. Now, they are out of Pretoria, South Africa, so I don't know what shipping costs uh, are involved, but the prices for their shave soaps and their balms and the performance you get are really, really wonderful. For instance, uh, Shark Dive that I reviewed. Now, here's the fragrance. The fragrance is hip, fresh, and modern and has a leathery swing to it, but not as heavy as our more traditional 14 aftershave. The top notes will sing bergamot and cinnamon. The medium notes will be played by orange blossom, honeysuckle, and yasmin, while the bass notes will be strummed by sandalwood, vetiver, patchouli, musk, and vanilla. The fragrance plays a fine tune indeed. If Smell was an 80s rock song, this one would most certainly be Living on a Prayer by Bon Jovi. Yeah, an absolutely fantastic, fantastic scent. But that glycerin soap base is a marvelous, marvelous performer. Probably one of the best glycerin soap bases I've ever used. Really, really terrific. And if you were to buy that in a tub, it's $5.89, and you get about 5.6 ounces of product there. Absolutely fantastic. There are other shave soap uh, in a glycerin base, which is a little more affordable and also has is multi-purpose, is the one that I reviewed called On the Berg. Multi-purpose in that it can be used as a body soap, a hair soap, a beard soap, and also for shaving. Boy, that is really, really terrific. I love the scent of On the Berg. And as they write here, this soap hits you with some serious creamy stuff and a very strong, sweet smell. If you like your lather to keep its fragrance throughout the shave and want something that will leave a trail of fragrance as you leave your house, this is one to try. Its blend of cedarwood, patchouli, lavender, and rose geranium takes me to the slopes of Talferberg on a misty, dewy morning. So from there, its name. Now, again, you can get a puck of this in a tub, I believe, for about $5.62, somewhere in that range. Uh, the one that they sent to me was wrapped in paper, and I think that's a little cheaper. I think that's about 4 or $5. And I love I love, I love, love, love the scent. Now, I do not have the balm, but the balm is something that I want <laughs> the, because I love this scent. And based on the performance of the balm from Shark Dive, I know the shark, I know the, I know the on the Berg balm is going to be a very, very good performer as well. And you can get a container of that. And I think it's like three and a half ounces for both Shark Dive and on the Berg for about $7.76. And a little goes a long way. And these are tallow-based. Uh, bombs. Now, I'm looking at the ingredients list on the back of the uh, Shark Dive container. I got it right here. And uh, here's what the ingredients are. Uh, Holtveld grass-fed tallow, shea butter from Ghana, cold-pressed virgin coconut oil from Maz, beeswax and propolis from Gottengeleng, and cold-pressed virgin olive oil from the Fairest Cape. And, of course, it has essential oils and fragrance oils from all over and, uh, well, from all over Kakamas and Kazakhstan, and then some. Wow, some really, really unique 
ingredients from South Africa and other parts of the world that really make a wonderful, wonderful aftershave balm. And of course, if you saw this morning's Monday morning mailbag, viewer Beth Jones did a review on the aftershave leg balm, the Boonda Babe aftershave leg balm that Boonda Beard offers, and she absolutely loved it. And I believe that one is also a tallow-based aftershave balm. So some really, really terrific, affordable products from the folks at Boonda Beard, uh, perfect for beginner wet shavers in that they are very affordable and they give great performance. I absolutely, absolutely love their glycerin soap base. And of course, we also reviewed Spicy Passage, which is their softer tallow-based uh, shave soap. That is marvelous. Absolutely wonderful. And that's another one where I'm going <laughs> to, I really want the aftershave balm in that scent. Really, really terrific. Now, Shark Dive right here didn't have much of a scent uh, that, um, that it didn't have much of the Shark Dive scent as the uh, shave soap does, at least to my nose. But that's okay. Uh, I'm using it as a universal aftershave balm that I can mix with other aftershave splashes that I have. So it fits in very, very well. But the other two, On the Berg and Spicy Passage, uh, those have those scents infused into the balms. And I'm looking forward to uh, getting those sometime down the road because I really do like both of those scents. Very, very good. And again, the whole approach here is if you're new to wet shaving or you want to try a new artisan, Boonda Beard has a really good cost-effective starting point to where you can try their product line uh, at the lower price scale and still get great performance. So uh, really, really terrific stuff. And we'll be talking about them in the weeks to come on the Monday Morning Mailbag uh, because um, uh, Dr. Edward de Villiers of uh, South Africa uh, sent the channel a very nice sampling of uh, all of Boonda Beard's products or many of Boonda Beard's products. So my thanks to Dr. Edward de Villiers for that. Uh, for sending that to the channel, allowing me to share it with all the viewers and listeners out there. So again, uh, another great starting point for new wet shavers uh, are the products from the folks at Boonda Beard out of Pretoria, South Africa. We will have a link to their website below. Viewer Matt Armstead checked in and he wrote, Hi Mark, hope all is well with you. Enjoying all the videos that you do. Hey, Matt, thank you very, very much. I really do appreciate it. He continues here. I thought you and all the viewers would like to know about a couple of shaving soap updates. I recently went to Taylor of Old Bond Street and bought myself a Taylor of Old Bond Street Super Badger shaving brush and a shave cream, Royal Forest shave cream. Wonderful cream. The scent is marvelous. But I noticed that it didn't have the thin plastic lid that covers the cream before you put on the main lid that screws onto the tub. So I went to ask someone who works in there, and they said they no longer supply those lids for their soap tubs because they want to reduce the amount of plastic that they use for their tubs. I also bought some Mitchell Woolfat shaving soap and dish and also a refill soap. I noticed that the dish does not have the, quote, original formula 1893, quote, on it. Also, on the refill soap box. But the dish still is handmade 
and still has that great vintage look to it. Haven't tried the soap yet, but the smell is still the same as the original soap. Take care, Mark, and enjoy your weekend. Matt. Hey, Matt, thanks very much for those updates. I really do appreciate it. Now, I went ahead and I grabbed my uh, Mitchell. Here it is right here. <laughs> you can hear the soap, in the, the, the puck of soap in there. My Mitchell's wool fat uh, dish here. And I'm looking at the lid and it says wool fat shaving soap, original 1893 formula. Right there, right there on the lid. Uh, yeah, and um, you know what? It... <laughs> I, I don't know why that's not on there anymore. I, that that begs the question, are they still using the original formula or did they modify it in some way? That is a very, very good question. So Matt, thanks very much for pointing that out. I really do appreciate it. Folks, if you know what's going on with Mitchell's Wolfat, if they uh, have modified their formula in some way, so as to not include that quote on their lid, original 1893 formula, please let us know in the comments below or email us at mondaymailbag at gmail.com. Really, really interesting. I'm very, very curious about that. Now, in regards to the Taylor of Old Bond Street uh, tub, yeah, I've got mine right here. I've got, uh, I've got a little bit of sandalwood shaving cream left, and I love their sandalwood shaving cream. I love the performance, and I love the scent. And uh, this has just a little bit in the bottom, and the scent is still there. <laughs> it's marvelous. But uh, that, plastic, that little plastic lid, yeah, I just have to give that a couple of whacks there because it was that little plastic lid was inserted, it was caught, caught in the upper caught on the, on the top of the, um, the main lid here. Uh, and here it is right here. Um, there it is. Can you hear me flipping it back and forth? Yeah, that little bit, that little, that little thin lid goes right over the tub. And that's like the first barrier of protection. And then you can then take your main lid and just screw it on like that, and everything is nicely protected. And I'm wondering how that's going to affect the integrity long-term of their product inside. Yeah, they want to, they want to cut down on uh, plastic use, but that might be something that keeps that shaving cream intact for a long period of time. And I'm telling you right now, I've had this for a good five or six years already. This was one of the earlier shave creams that I purchased when I first came back to the traditional wet shave. And this scent is still present. That sandalwood scent and the Taylor of Old Bond Street sandalwood scent is unmistakable. You know it immediately. And it's still very present here in this shave tub. And I only have a little bit here in the bottom. And uh, it's still there. And I've had this tub a good long time. So my question is, is omitting, not including that little plastic lid uh, in their shave soap tubs, shave cream tubs, rather, is that going to be a scent killer? <laughs> That's my question. So, uh, Matt, thanks very, very much for passing along that information to all the viewers and listeners out there. Two changes uh, in uh, two of our favorite shave soaps and shave creams out there from Mitchell's Wolfat and Taylor of Old Bond Street. Matt, thanks very, very much for passing along this information. Really do appreciate it. 
Now, before I get out of here, I'm going to recommend a movie. And I can't remember if I've recommended this movie once before. If I have, forgive me. However, it's such a great movie, a lot of fun, so much so that it's worthy of a second watch. And that movie is The Man in the Iron Mask, starring Leonardo DiCaprio, Jeremy Irons, John Malkovich, Gerard Depardieu, and Gabriel Byrne. It's from 1998, and it is a lot of fun. It definitely has a steampunk vibe going to it. Now, what is steampunk? Steampunk is a genre of science fiction or fantasy that has an historical setting and typically features steam-powered machinery rather than advanced technology. This movie definitely has that quality to it because it does have these uh, really fanciful devices and machinery that uh, would be something you would see, I guess, in that period of The Three Musketeers. Uh, So it has that science fiction fantasy quality to it. But it fits in so very, very well. It's a lot like a cross between Raiders of the Lost Ark uh, meets, uh, meets Pirates of the Caribbean meets The Matrix. It has that kind of quality to it. And it really is terrific and a lot of fun. Great performances. The effects hold up so very, very well. A terrific story set in the backdrop of The Three Musketeers and France, and Louis XIII. (laughs) Really a lot of fun. I so enjoyed this movie. Great for the entire family. It is rated PG-13, so there is maybe a little bit of a risque quality to it in some scenes, but uh, really just great for uh, uh, the entire family. I really, really enjoyed this movie a a great, great deal. Uh, Just absolutely wonderful to view, a lot of fun, and great for a snowy, cold day when uh, you don't have anything else to do. Just light the fire in the fireplace, make some popcorn, put this on the largest screen you have possible with a good sound system, and really enjoy the show. Again, from 1998, The Man in the Iron Mask, starring Leonardo DiCaprio, Jeremy Irons, John Malkovich, Gerard Depardieu, and Gabriel Byrne. It's available for free on Amazon Prime if you happen to have that streaming service. And that wraps up another Second Cup. Thanks so much for tuning in again. I really do appreciate it. I sure hope you enjoyed today's show. If you did, please share, please subscribe, and pass it along to a fellow wet shaver or friend. My thanks to everyone who commented and contributed to today's show. And I mean this sincerely. Without you, this microphone would be silent. If Second Cup or the Monday Morning Mailbag aren't showing up in your regular podcast feed, please drop me a line at mondaymailbag at gmail.com and we'll try to get it all sorted out. So again, thank you all very much. I look forward to getting together with you again on these podcast airwaves. Until then, enjoy the day, enjoy your shave, and enjoy that second cup. Mm-hmm.